You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the podcast where we talk about all the Major League Baseball, even during the offseason. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. This episode, just being dropped on the third day of January 2019, we discuss three teams that may be interesting trade partners if a few things break the right way. So this podcast is available on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Player FM, Podbeam, all the places we get your podcasts. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can check out some of the great stuff they're doing on Twitter and Instagram and the Lockdown World. Great work by Eric and all of you there. Check us out at Lockdown MLB. I'm personally at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Look, at one thing I'm usually not big on is trade proposals because of the intricacies of who needs to get what and this, that, and the other thing. And I, I, to me, it's, it's always a little too complicated and too weird to think about trade proposals because I'm not, in the, I'm not in the room making the deals. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's getting pressure from what, this, that, or the other thing. But I do think there's a possibility that there are a couple of teams that should and possibly could be interesting trade partners. And listen to what I have to say. My beloved Boston Red Sox are probably not going to win piddly-poo in 2020. They kind of seem to sort of have a directive to try to shed some salary and everything like that because Dombrowski did what he was supposed to do. Dombrowski came in and said, hey, we need to win a World Series in your tenure. He did. And so that was taken care of. And now they have Bloom and all the new people there and... They probably kind of want to sort of clear the decks on some of the salaries. Now, I'm sure they were not overwhelmed, if they wanted to clear some salary, that J.D. Martinez picked up his option, which gives him an option of another, what, $23 million for this year. That they were hoping he would go test the free agent markets. They wouldn't worry about that because we know how horrible it is to have an all-star slugger who can hit 30-some on home runs and bat in the 300s and have an OPS in the 900s. J.D. Martinez has done everything the Red Sox could have wanted him to do since acquiring him. Okay. They also all but certain want to deal David Price. Now, again, David Price did everything. It, it sounds weird because he was not a fan favorite and people seem to be done with him. And yet when you stop and think about it, he played, this, he played four years with the Red Sox. His first three, they won the division. He wasn't a big part of the 27 division winner, but he could very easily have been the World Series MVP in 2018. They don't win the World Series without his tremendous performance. He is owed $32 million each of the next three seasons. So there's a lot of money that if they're thinking about shedding payroll and giving themselves a little financial flexibility, getting rid of those contracts would you know, remove tens of millions of dollars from the ledger. And J.D. Martinez is an elite player still. 
He is still a tremendous all-round hitter, power hitter, uh, a smarter hitter as he could be, probably be a hitting coach eventually. And while David Price is no longer the Cy Young contender that he was as recently as 2015, he is still an effective major league pitcher when healthy. Now, he didn't have a great year last year, only gave the Red Sox 22 starts. But when healthy, he could turn it around, and he's in his mid-30s, which is a dangerous time for a pitcher, but he could get another run at it. Okay, the Red Sox would probably love to shed those two contracts. Then there is another team out there. Another team out there is the Angels. And the Angels, who desperately need to make big-time improvements on their starting pitching staff, could use a David Price. It could be a nice, you know, change is going to do you good, as Elton John so wonderfully said in Hockey Cat. And it would be a reunion with David Price and his former manager, Joe Madden. The team does have money and have money to spend. And would they be able to finagle something? This would be a deal similar to the deal that the Red Sox and Los Angeles Dodgers made in 2012 that would be primarily a move for a, you know, for basically financial relief. Yes, it would be spectacular if the Red Sox could get someone like Luis Renjifo, uh, who is the dynamic young infielder who played in the major leagues or one of the other prospects in the Angels organization. But the main thing they would be doing is getting salary relief. They would get young players in return and maybe a serviceable player who could fill in a gap here and fill in a gap there. But the Red Sox seem to be already looking to fill in those gaps when you look at some of the players that they have brought in. None of them have been spectacular. That much I assure you, that much I grant you. But the fact of the matter is that they've brought in a couple of, you know, whether it's the Martin Perez's of the world and everything like that, who can fill in and maybe match what Price did at a much lower cost. So essentially, they'd be looking at a trade partner to basically take some of the salary off of their books. Now, I don't think the Angels are a good landing spot for J.D. Martinez, because I think one thing the Angels have right now is they have Rendon, they have Trout, they'll have Otani. They don't need a DH or corner outfielder right now, especially with some of their top young prospects are coming up as outfielders. They could use a price. So doing a deal that removes this, um, how do we call it, salary relief, may be something that works out for both clubs. Now, it'd be risky, but you take the chance on essentially signing David Price to a three-year deal. That's what it would be. David Price for three years. But what do you do with J.D. Martinez? And how can we do something that can continue to help the Angels? Well, for that, oddly enough, I think there could be another trade partner in this that could make it an interesting deal that helps everyone. When the Red Sox signed J.D. Martinez before the 2018 season, which led directly to the Red Sox having a big power hitter that they 
sorely lacked after losing Big Poppy to his retirement. They didn't have that big slugger when they won the division in 2017. I still don't know how they won the division in 2017, but they did. They added J.D. Martinez. He was the last piece to that lineup puzzle. They went on to win the World Series. Where did they get him from? Where did he sign? He was with the Arizona Diamondbacks before coming to the Red Sox. And he fit in quite well, thank you very much, in Arizona. Arizona needs a corner outfielder. Now, I will grant you, J.D. Martinez is not exactly Roberto Clemente or Dwight Evans in the outfield. All right? He could be a defensive liability. However, he's enough of an offensive asset that hiding him in left field may not be the worst thing in the world. When he played for Arizona for the 62 games that he played for them in 2017, they don't have a DH with the Diamondbacks. He played 60 games in right field. How did he do in those 60-some-odd games with them? We put an OPS of 1.107 and hit 29 home runs in 62 games. Batted 302 for his troubles. And seemed to get along just fine in Arizona. Now, this is not a long-term move for the D-backs, but they could certainly use a J.D. Martinez in their lineup. They have a spectacular trade ship in Robbie Ray with the addition of Madison Bumgarner. They have a good, solid starting rotation, and now they can afford to take a look at Robbie Ray, who's also facing free agency pretty soon, and may be able to flip him. Will they flip him to the Red Sox? Well, what if you flip him to the Angels? And the, in a three-way deal, let's say in a three-way deal, the Red Sox get salary relief. They get J.D. Martinez and Dave Price off the books. Now, does that mean, oh my God, why are you doing salary relief? Why are you thinking like a small market team? Well, what if that allows the Red Sox to re-sign Mookie Betts to a long-term deal and keep Betts, Bogarts, and Devers together? Maybe you send Jackie Bradley Jr. to the Diamondbacks as well. You pull something off. I think J.D. Martinez going back to Arizona a place where he hit quite well, a place where he was popular, and where his bat can essentially make everyone forget that Paul Goldschmidt ever left, and the team that was on the cusp of a wildcard birth and they only finished four games out of the playoffs last year, and they're adding Bumgarner. Let's add J.D. Martinez to the mix as well. All of a sudden, they're a legit contender in Arizona with tons of young talent. And let's say instead of sending Robbie Ray to the Red Sox, Ray winds up going to the Angels. So the Angels look up, and they've picked up the Julio Terrans and the Dylan Bundys of the world. That's nice and fine and good. But then you add Robbie Ray and David Price. Now, no one's going to consider this to be Glavin and Smoltz, but it would be two good starting pitchers who are given a new lease on life and a chance to do something interesting with the Angels and you're adding pitching depth, if not an ace like a Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg or all-stars like Ryu or Keuchel. Throwing this out there, the Red Sox, they get salary relief and a chance to sign their superstar to a long-term deal. 
the Angels get some pitching depth. The Diamondbacks, they will get a star slugger to insert right into their lineup without a long-term commitment to that star slugger to really make it go at it. All right, maybe some additional money is thrown around. Maybe a young player gets thrown to Arizona as well. But who says no to that? Who says no to this? I don't think the Red Sox say no. I don't think the Red Sox would do that trade in a nanosecond. Do the Diamondbacks say no to it? Basically flopping Robbie Ray to have J.D. Martinez be a centerpiece in their lineup? Would the Angels say no to this? Now, I don't know what the Angels are giving up in this. They probably would have to give up some young players to Arizona and basically just take on the contracts, uh, the contract of David Price. So it would be less about rating their farm system, more about them dipping into their pocketbook. So like the deal that the Dodgers and Red Sox made in 2012, the players the Red Sox got back in exchange, not one of them was on the postseason roster the very next year. Basically, that was just to get Carl Crawford, Josh Beckett, and Adrian Gonzalez off of their ledger, which allowed them to bring in the Johnny Gomeses of Mike Napoli's of the world. Give them that little bit of financial flexibility, and that led to two more World Series titles. One step back, 20 steps forward. Who says no? Diamondbacks get a bat. They desperately need a bat, and they'll have a good starting rotation. Angels get some depth in their rotation. The Red Sox get money. Who says no? Tell me, who says no to that? I'm not a big fan of proposing trades, but this one makes sense. If you think someone says no to it, let me know who. And you can do that by sending it to our Twitter feed, at LockedOnMLB, or on our Instagram feed, at LockedOnMLB. Or you can send it to me, your pal Sully, at Sully Baseball. Or you can send it to me on my Instagram, which is Sully Baseball Podcast. And you can listen to us on the free and easy to use Himalaya Podcasting app. Proposing a trade on the third day of January 2020. This is the Locked On MLB Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.